Getting split Getting ready. Split Getting ready. split ready. Getting split ready. For my wife, God rest her soul. Oh, God, I'm so sorry. No, no, no. She's not dead. <laughs> We're just divorced. Unscripted and honest discussions on divorce and separation. Getting split ready. What was I supposed to tell him? I divorced you from the show? Here's your hosts, Doug Katz and Mariah Pleasant. All right, you are listening to the Getting Split Ready podcast with Doug Katz and Mariah Pleasant. Our next guest is Matthew Carroll, who is a mediator with Keystone Mediation, where he mediates divorce and family cases in Northwest Indiana and Chicagoland. Matt is also a volunteer with the Center for Conflict Resolution here in Chicago, where he mediates all kinds of cases. And Matt is also an opera singer with the Lyric Opera of Chicago and performs the national anthem with the Chicago Bulls. So, our Renaissance guest. (laughs) Very cool. So, I think the reason that mediation is becoming more of a well-known term is because people have been looking for alternatives to litigated divorce. As a mediator, speak a little bit to what mediation is at its essence and why it's important to use as a tool in uh, conflict resolution. Conflict resolution. Yeah. You know, it's funny because um, mediation's been around since the 1960s. And um, in legal terms, it's still a newly forming practice. And what I mean by that is that there's not a lot. Lawyers are are bound to certain ethics rules and certain kind of rules. But mediators, it's a little bit more... Um, a little bit more loose the way it's practiced. And one of the reasons why is that because uh, a lot of people just aren't familiar with the process. Uh, I fell in love with that process when I would do contract negotiations with the Lyric Opera and the Performing Arts Union. And to watch your traditional um, positional bargaining happen where somebody says, this is what we want and this is what we want, and then you never resolve anything until the mediator comes. And then once the mediator comes, it they facilitated a conversation. And once that conversation started, it was amazing to see how things just started getting taken care of, start falling off the table. It's like, okay, great. Like, where was this two weeks ago or, or three months ago when we first started this conversation? But the process is still fairly new in the grand scheme of things. Um, and one of the things that I love about the process is that you have someone who is a neutral third party who has no stake in the game and they are there to facilitate a conversation. And that's really all it is. And it sounds simple, but it comes with a lot of training. There's a lot of mental health training involved. There's some legal training involved. There's also active listening that you have to be able to do to really pick up, pick up on certain nuances. Um, And what that process does is it sounds simple, like, well, I can talk to so-and-so. Oh, yeah? Well, then how come it hasn't been resolved yet? Um, With the high-level trained third-party neutral in the room, it's absolutely amazing what they're able to get out of two people and what kind of agreements you can get people to do once you talk about it, once you hear about the passion behind it, once you hear about how important it means to someone. And... Also to acknowledge the difference in the room, acknowledge the conflict in the room, acknowledge the we we agree to disagree. However, um, we need to resolve it. And so let's find ways that's going to be comfortable with everyone here to to come to that resolution. The other thing is, is a lot of times people want the same thing. They just take two different roads to get there. And so it's the mediator's job to kind of be the 
the tour guide to get them down that road, to lead them down that road so that they eventually get to that same place. Um, it's an exciting, as you can tell by my by the tone of my voice, I get very passionate about the process itself because um, it's something that I am going to do with my career moving forward is to promote the process of mediation, also to be help help it to become more widespread in today's practices. You're seeing the legal community use mediation more and more. Some judges are automatically sending their cases to mediation first to try to resolve it because when it comes to divorce especially, why would you want someone who doesn't know you, someone who doesn't know what kind of parent you are, someone that doesn't know how hard you worked for your money, someone that doesn't know how hard you worked for your retirement, Tell you what to do with your stuff, your money, your kids, your dog. Why would you want that? Instead, what you can do in the mediation process is you are in control of that process. That third party doesn't make that decision anymore. The mediator's there. They're not there to make a decision for you. They're there to help you come up with the decisions, help you come up with the ideas, help you decide your future. This is setting your life. We talked about this early on an earlier topic, this is starting your life over from day one. So this, again, is an investment in your future. And that investment is, do I want to start my new life on day one fighting? Or do I want to start my new life coming to an agreement? And it is hard work. Don't get me wrong. It, mediation sounds like it's the better process. It's easier. I obviously love it. I obviously think everyone should at least try it first before you go the adjudicated route, before you hire the lawyer, before you you say, I need someone to fight for me and be an advocate for me, I, I always tell people, give it a shot. Give it a few sessions. And again, like you said, with when you're choosing your lawyer, I say the same thing about the mediator. You know, this is a person you're going to be investing in, coming, helping you come to an agreement. So it's important to have a good rapport with that person. Um but the, the, the process itself, it's a wonderful practice. There's a lot of science behind it. Um, and one of the things that I like to tell people right off the bat when I meet with new clients is a mediated agreement has an 80% chance of never seeing court again. It, the durability and the sustainability of a mediated agreement will lay the foundation of your life moving forward. However, it's exactly the opposite. Statistics show this. It's exactly the opposite. An adjudicated agreement. And when I say adjudicated, that means a judge makes a ruling and tells you this is what it's going to be, has a 20% of retention level. That means 80% of adjudicated cases eventually go back to court to continue fighting down the road. So, that's another reason why I always tell people, give mediation a chance. Obviously, I'm a mediator, so obviously, you know, I, I speak very highly of it, but that's because I truly believe in it. Otherwise, I wouldn't do it. That's that's something about me is unless I believe in it, there's no way I can do it. So um, that's a little bit about the process. And I, I don't know if either of you have, I know both of you have mediated in the past. Maybe you guys could share a little bit about your experience with mediation and some of the pros and cons that you have uh, with your experiences. I see you nodding, Tanya. I see you nodding when he was well, saying no, a lot of both, things. What I was thinking of, and, and that was that was the best description of mediation I think I've heard in a long time. <laughs> right, but sure. I, I'm dying to hear 
from a pure mediator versus a litigator and a mediator, you had mentioned earlier, like, alternative dispute resolution has changed. It's being kind of rebranded right. to a different thing and, and, and how that impacts your practice with litigation and mediation. Right. So through the collaborative law process is is that the archaic term of calling it alternative dispute resolution, now we're calling it consensual dispute resolution because they want people to make a conscious choice of not litigating. Even the judges in domestic relations court are encouraging people to go to litigate or encouraging people to go to mediation because litigation takes so long, especially in Cook County. So mediation definitely is my first stop before litigation, always encouraging it. And to touch a little bit on what Matt said, too, I tell people all the time, no one knows best what's best for your family than you. Than you. Mm-hmm. So if you want to have the control of how you craft what the next chapter looks like, you have that in mediation. Mm-hmm. You have some say as you go through the process with lawyers, but the end result, if you don't find agreement through the lawyers, is the judge telling you this is what your life mm-hmm. is going to look like going forward, period. Right. And on a therapeutic level, too, even if you don't have children, I, you know, I like to use visual terms to help think about it. But I think of like the diver that is jumping on the end of that diving board. This is this is springing forward the rest of your life, moving forward, moving past it. So why not leave it in a more peaceful, more consensual, more collaborative way instead of starting off on I just ended this awful scenario this awful situation and it drug out for years in the courts and i spent this much money and like the amounts of money that people are spending on divorce today are just astronomical well, that was that's a question i think a lot of people ask right i go to a lot of the collaborative stuff too mm-hmm. there's always a question what's the most and i don't want to say cheapest because i think that sometimes people think that there's a no-cost option there probably isn't but what's the most value for your money when you're talking about it and i mean what, what do you I guess anybody, you know, because we, we all work with the same clients. Oh, I definitely think mediation collaboration is definitely more fruitful for you emotionally, financially, and to actually walk away with a relationship with your spouse afterwards for the best interest of your children. So in litigation, you have no choice. It's one person wins, one person loses. Well, that's a good point. About the mediator, right? The mediator is not deciding, right? And I think that's a misconception. No, that's arbitration. Arbitration right. is and where a lot you of people have that, have that yeah. misconception. Right. So no, go like if someone you were going down that route. I would love to hear that clarification. Arbitration versus mediation. So well, arbitration and arbitrator is still an adjudicator. It's it's like a they're put into the position of like a judge. People they make, they make a and ruling, they... and there actually is um, part of the ADR, the alternative dispute resolution. There's there's a uh, a very rarely fo- uh, used form of mediation, and they call it mediator, um, mediator arbitrator. And what that person does is they are the mediator of the case. But then at the end of the mediation, if they are, if they've come to an agreement on almost everything, with the exception of one or two items, then that person will then rule on the one or two items that they weren't able to come to an agreement. That's right. very rarely yeah. used. Um, but the the biggest difference is, is that a mediator, a pure mediator, is a neutral third party. They have no state, you know, they have no horse in the race, and they're just there to help facilitate the process. 
I think one way to look at this, I think as parents, we know if you just tell your kid, do something, are you going to get compliance? No. Maybe. I have teenagers. <laughs> On a good day, maybe. <laughs> but if you give them a couple choices and help them realize why, if they spend the next couple hours cleaning the room is a good idea because they want to go to that party later, you know, do they want to spend those two hours cleaning? No. Do they want mm-hmm. what comes after that? Yes. So then they lead themselves to that own de- their own decision. Or maybe they don't clean the room and they don't go to the party because they didn't care, but it's their decision to be made. And that's about empowerment and mm-hmm. giving people choices and, and flexibility and, again, collaboration. I love Matt's point about the difference between setting the tone of your relationship post-divorce as either being collaborative or combative. And we've all talked about the cost savings with solving those problems outside of the courtroom. So taking advantage of therapy, which is less expensive than meeting with your attorney, and working on that conscious uncoupling and getting clear on your desires, your position, and how to communicate, and getting the support of a mediator. I think that's fantastic before you work with the attorney, or in Tanya's case, someone who is both of those. I think that's great. Well, I've got a question, again, for, for either one of you, and that's just because you, you mediate. And when you have someone come who's moving down the litigation route, or they want to mediate and their spouse is moving down the litigation route, how do you bring them together and sell them, and I hate to say sell, but kind of help them understand that it's going to get you a better outcome? It's about education and explaining what mediation is. And I liked Matt's point about give it one, two, or three sessions. I say the same thing about therapy. A lot of people are like, I don't want to do that. It's like, well, just give it a try mm-hmm. and, and have that informational interview before you make a decision. There is a little bit of a therapeutic quality to mediation. Um, you know, which way is the, the cheapest route? Uh, you know, there's probably the cheapest route is doing everything on your own, you know, pro se, and you file everything on your own and you're not represented by anybody. It, which could be more expensive in the long in run. In the long run, because Correct. you don't, right, you don't know what kind of ramifications come with that. You don't, because you don't know, um, you know, what's happening two or three down years down the road because you didn't talk about it. You just filed a bunch of paperwork. I can tell you the most expensive route, and that's going through the courts because you don't, you know, you have no control over the process. So the judge could assign an ad litem attorney for your children. That's going to cost you extra money. A judge may assign parenting some coordinator for parenting years coordinator. after your divorce. If you right. go along. a, a wow. judge could right. assign. Um, psychological evaluations um and you know now you're just talking about a team of what 10 different people that you're paying or you may go the adjudicative route and hire your attorneys and go see a judge and the judge say i'm going to send you to mediation when you could have done it first you know so i think i I don't want to say all roads lead to mediation because they don't there are certain cases that have to be heard in court but i will say that um the process, if you give it a chance, if you're patient, if you're willing to work, I mean, both sides have to come in and be willing to work. And and I know Mariah and I both mediate, we give homework assignments to our clients. We say, when you come back for our next session, you have to have this, this, and this prepared. You have to be ready to talk about this, this, and this. And I've had people come and say, oh, I didn't have time to do it. And I'll tell them, I'll flat out say, then we can't meet today. I'm terribly sorry. We'll make another appointment. It looked like you you were going to say something when we were talking about the, 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 the different. 
Right. Well, the other thing I was, the other option that's also available with mediation is attorney-assisted mediation, mm-hmm. and that's when the attorneys attend the mediation. I find that that's most effective when there's two different personalities involved, such as one role during the marriage was more passive and not familiar with the finances, and the other spouse may know all the finances. So they may say, well, mediation isn't a good option for me because I don't know anything. I don't know anything about the law. I'm going to make bad decisions. And that's not the case. You can have your attorneys available during the mediation Mm -hmm. or a most recent one, I was just available by phone to call Mm -hmm. in and chime in. See, I was going to ask then, you know, we talked earlier about picking the right attorneys. Right. In that case, how do they pick the right attorney? Because they want an attorney who's going to sit back and advise, truly give counsel as opposed to representation. I really do believe that picking an attorney is about having a mesh of personalities. Mm -hmm. You find that two people do find each other, but it is asking these questions about Mm -hmm. what is your view on mediation? What is your view about court? What is your view on many different aspects that are important to you? And if you are going into a consultation and they're being dismissive of you or do not want to answer your questions, then you have a gut feeling from the get-go if a person is right for you or not. Mm -hmm. Similarly, I believe when you're when you have a mental health professional, you know, mm-hmm. and mental health professionals know as well, if there's a relationship. Definitely. So not every client that comes to me do I accept as a client mm-hmm. because I might feel that we don't have a good fit mm-hmm. and or our core beliefs are not on par. So I think you have to have it both ways. It goes back to what you had said earlier, I think as a team too, because as a mediator, I absolutely like the idea of, I call it mediation with wingmen, kind of what you said when you need a wingman. Bring right. your attorney. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Feel like you have someone in your corner. Yeah. But I get a little nervous too because there are some attorneys the that aren't going to play nice in the sandbox, yeah. in the right. sandbox and are going to just implode the whole process because they're so ingrained mm-hmm. to fight for their clients, which is their job, which is, is what is they're supposed job. to do. And for, yeah. in some cases, that's fantastic. But in others... It doesn't work. So I think you really have to select your team carefully. And it depends on the it depends on the client, too, like you said. Um, you know, you said that some, some clients need to have that person there. They don't know the law. They're not sure. You know, they could have an attorney attend or they could still have an attorney and they could they could attend the mediation on their own. But then at the end of the session, I'll tell people, would you like to call your attorney at this point and ask them their thoughts about what you agreed to here today? Or why don't you take this home and talk to your attorney and kind of marinate on it a bit. And then when we come back, let's just make sure that everybody's still comfortable with what we agreed to at the last session before we move on and start a new topic at the next session. I think like having that person there as a reference is is very beneficial especially for certain personality types that feel like they need that help or need that that comfort again fantastic yeah. and and i think coming out of this it reinforces my my thoughts about mediation i had a client uh as we were going through what the process was say so this is like hospice for marriages i was like what do you mean she goes well you're gonna help us get out of this you know, where we're in a lot of pain, in, a peaceful in as way. little pain yeah. and in a peaceful way. I was right. like, yes, 
Sure. I'm not going to use that as a marketing <laughs> slogan. But yes, if that helps you make sense Doesn't of what... on a t-shirt. If that helps you make sense of what we're trying to do here, yeah, you're in a lot of pain. We're going to try and get through this process that you have to go through, inevitably, and come out of it with as little pain as possible. So, And we'll it, it, it helps as, you know, like Keystone Mediation. We, we have a network where we've networked with a lot of other... Um, therapists and lawyers and we you know we can provide names of people if we have a client that comes in and said you know I really feel strongly about hiring an attorney you know we can say we have we've worked with a hand we work with attorneys all the time and these are the attorneys that we've worked well with in the past that work well with us that know us that know our process that knows the procedure that has the patience with us um i think as a young mediator just like a young attorney we all make mistakes when we're when we're starting and one of my first mistakes was not explaining to an attorney my process and my procedures in advance and within 20 minutes this attorney and it was a younger attorney who wanted to fight for their client he said this isn't the mediator for mediator for us let's get out of here and i said before you leave can i I talked to you out in the hall and I meant to the attorney and I explained to him what I was doing. And I said, do you think this is really going to be a durable agreement? If they sign on this dotted line today, I understand you're in a hurry to get the case over with, but it's my job to not only make sure they come to an agreement, but to make sure it makes sense, not just for today, but six months from now, three years from now, six years from now. Because otherwise, what's going to happen? They're going to be back in court six months from now. So what's the point of coming to an agreement if they're just going to be fighting it You know, six months from now? I love it. If somebody wants to get a hold of you to learn more about mediation, yep. what's the best way for them to do that? Uh, they can go to the website, keystonemediation.com. Uh, we have an office in Northwest Indiana, and that phone number is 219-440-1887. And they can reach me personally at Matt at keystonemediation.com. Again, a lot of great topics. I really want to thank our guests again, Tanya Harvey from Ward Family Law Chicago, Joyce Martyr from Urban Balance. Urban Balance is one? Yeah. got so many on there. And then Matt Carroll from Keystone Mediation. Thanks very much for helping out our listeners. I also want to reinforce for our listeners out there, if you know somebody going through a divorce, send them to Split Ready. We're very, very much committed to understanding the process before you jump in we know great people like we had on our panel tonight we can help you get hooked up that way thanks for listening to the getting split ready podcast and if you or anyone you know wants to go to our website or is going through a divorce splitready.com and we believe and that's why we do this that you can get through your divorce with your integrity your finances and maybe your sense of humor intact for sure we'll see you next month happy holidays